Thanks, Jenny. Got all those pronunciations just right. She worked hard on that. Did you know there's a website where you can hear biblical pronunciations if you don't know how to say something? Talk to Jenny if you want to find it. Everything's out there these days, right? So, um, you're going to find out today, uh, if you didn't already know this, those of you who know me for years, um, how I can make uh, kind of weird connections between things. So, you just heard those two readings, right? I am now going to connect this to a date on the calendar in the United Church of Christ. This is Science and Technology Sunday. Now, the call to worship comes from UCC Resources for Science and Technology Sunday. So that was written based on Psalm 8 to make you think about the universe and all of that, right? But these readings were not chosen for Science and Technology Sunday. They're just part of the lectionary readings. Did you hear any Science and Technology in these readings? Well, hopefully if I succeed by the end of the year, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand the connection. But let me, let me um, start by saying that many of you know that I've been big in technology for a long time. And I really love using the tools of technology to get things done and, uh, and just enjoy it. You know, kind of do it begrudgingly. Um, and also, you know, my, my, my dad, who I lost uh, almost three years ago now, um, but he spent his lifetime working in aerospace. He was an, en an engineer, an electrical engineer. Um, and uh, so he got deep with inside of me the kind of vision of the expanse of the universe and, and how exciting it is, not just in and of itself, but how it helps us understand who we are. You know? um, and it gives us so much. So science and technology has been something that has been part of me for a long time. But it's also a big part of what it means to be in the United Church of Christ. Um, because in the United Church of Christ, we've, we talk a lot about the importance of science and having the facts of what we've learned from science be part of our toolkit of knowledge when we read the Bible, when we pray to God, when we do all of that, okay? Um, and we don't like happens, it appears in some religious circles, pit science against faith. We see an intertwining, we see a connection between science and faith. Um, so, that's one thing. So, we would, you know, uh, Peter talks about himself in this Simon Peter in the Luke reading he calls himself a sinful man uh, well when we were talking about sin in the United Church of Christ we would say one of the sins would be the denying of the validity of science um, and I would then add to that because I spent a lot of time working and thinking and, and reading about technology and what it does to us. That so, let me just give you a little bit of that background here. Um, simple understanding of what technology is, because it's 
not just something that came around in our lifetimes, although it's really exploded in our lifetimes. But technology is any tool that is developed through the gifts of humanity that extend the capability of what the human being could otherwise do. Okay? So, technology is any tool created by the gifts of humanity to extend the capability of what human beings could otherwise do. Right? Okay. So, you can go all the way back to, uh, you know, the learning how to make fire. That was a tool. You, know, you could go back to um, the development of the pencil. You know, and the ability to have the technology of writing and do letters and be able to use it to extend how we could communicate with one another. Um, all the way to what we talk about today, you know, with all the computer technologies and it's embedded inside of everything right now. Okay? So, from a technology point of view, uh, what is sinful, not just the denial that any of these tools can be used for good, uh, or that uh, these tools don't come out of the gifts of humanity, because where do the gifts of humanity come from? From the Creator. Right? right? So, to deny those gifts and the ability of those gifts to develop things would be something that would be considered a sinful sort of thing. Or to use, misuse those gifts um, and the tools that we create from them to do things that are against what this creation is about. Fundamentally, we talk about it all the time here, God is love, so against the ways of love. Anytime we use the tools to, to hurt people, to break things up, rather than to bring people together and to build relationships and build the common good, then we're using those tools, those technology tools, in what you might call a sinful way. Because what is sin? Sin is anything that we do as a human being that goes against how we were created to be. So, if God is love, anything we do that breaks the love bond, breaks the connection in the entire universe of everything that's connected, anything we do to, to separate out and to break those bonds is something that is, would be considered sinful. Right? So, in the United Church of Christ, um, we really take the disciplined scientific method seriously because it is doing a few things. It is helping us see things the way they are, see things as they were created, see things as they have evolved in this wonderful creation. And in understanding the facts of it helps us understand who we are in the world that we live in. So whether it is looking out to the stars, you love history one even, one of the things that just absolutely fascinates me about looking at something that's 
a million light years away, is that by the time we see it, we're seeing a million years ago. I still can't get my head around that. We're not seeing today. We're seeing a million years ago. Does that not tell us something about the amazing universe that we live in? You know? And what it's all about and how everything is all connected, even across time. It's all connected. Or you can go to the depths of the ocean, which is so much closer than a million light years away. And yet, we've just barely scratched the surface be able to understand what's in the depths of the ocean. Just barely. It, it, we live on this, what appears to be a finite planet, and yet it is so infinite. It is so vast. It is so amazing. It is so diverse. And the more we use science to understand the facts of what is really there, it helps us in every other question, because it isn't every other question, who am I? Why am I here? Why are you here? What am I supposed to do with you? What am I not supposed to do with you? You know? And science helps give us the framework to understand how I'm sitting here in this very moment with you. you know? The technology tools allow us to affirm the amazing gifts of humanity and help us to be more empowered to do the good that we're created to do in this world. Yes, we misuse it a lot. We can have that conversation a million times. So you may be wondering, how in the world does it really connect to these readings? Well, a couple things that I saw. Once you have this framework of what science and technology is and how it's rooted uh, in our creation, um, it could affect how you see what happened to Peter. You know, he had fished all night. And all of a sudden, after Jesus does his little preaching and teaching, he tells him to put the net deep over here. Go out over here and then put the net down. And, you know, the reason he gets so humble and talks about being sinful is he can't believe it. Everything that he knows tells him that there's no fish in there. And he gets so much that it's breaking the nets. Right? Now, one faith way to look at this is to say, this was a miraculous intervention, because you know, Jesus is God and he created the fish up instantly. Another way to say is within the vastness of our understanding from science. Peter didn't see beyond what he already knew as a fisherman. He didn't understand that there were other factors at play. He was missing something. And Jesus helped him go beyond his boundary to understand what was there in the very reality of this creation that he had yet to notice or see or imagine. You know, we sometimes mock experts today because they're on TV all the time, right? But um, when you become really expert in something, isn't it also true that you really know something, but you're also blinded because if a new factor comes in, you're so focused on what you know, you don't see the new. You just miss it, right? And, and the person who's much less expert than you says, but what about this? You say, oh, forget about that. We'll tomorrow. But, you know, and you're on TV, so you can't acknowledge that maybe your knowledge just got a little bit complicated. Um, 
we understand the role of science and the role of technology um, in who we are as created beings in love, in this creation that is so vast and diverse and interconnected, um, it affects how we, how we hear these stories and how God is working in the situations in our lives. And it also, therefore, Peter calls himself sinful. I'm just a sinful man because in that moment he's realizing He's realizing his limitations. And he's feeling small because he's kind of been humbled. Jesus wasn't the fisherman. Jesus was at anything, if he's anything before he went out in ministry, he was a carpenter like his father. We don't really know for sure, but um, he definitely wasn't a fisherman. He shouldn't have been the expert who knows. But because he was understanding in the way that God understands, he was able to see beyond. Peter could see in his expertise. So that's that's the connection there. You got that so far? Am I doing okay? So now you get to the Isaiah reading. So this is a call story. There's many call stories in, in Scripture where somebody is telling the story of how they have been called by God to respond. Right? And this is the prophet Isaiah being called to respond. Right? And what happens here? He is having a vision. Do you know what seraphs and seraphims are? They're, they're, they're in the Old Testament. I, I, have to rem- I always have to remind myself because, you know, I think if you read a lot of fantasy, you, these things stick to you. But, so they are fiery winged creatures, and they serve at the throne of the Lord. Okay? So you even hear a description of the six wings in this one, right? And all of this is kind of symbolic. Now, so what, what's going on in this vision? Is this vision some extraordinary thing? God, this is the way God called, right? But you, you all dream at night, don't you? Do you ever remember your dreams? Maybe some of you even study what dreams are about. Is that kind of dreaming not a part of God's creation. Another way that we can be ourselves and even understand ourselves. Right? Okay? It's not extraordinary. And when it happens, these things can happen. And maybe you've had them in your life. Kind of visionary sort of experience. When you're awake, we just call them visions. We don't call them dreams. But we know, we learn it in our lifetimes how amazingly complex our brains are. Just like we haven't explored the depths of the ocean fully, we haven't explored the depths of how our brain works. But we're beginning to get some clues. So there's, there's a way of being ourselves and a way of understanding who we are that God has put right within us and that can emerge, emerge when we are ready for it. And when we are open to it, you know, sometimes when you're open to a dream, you really remember it when you get up. And other times you don't because you really weren't ready for it and you're too busy. You have five tasks to do this and you get up anyway, so you just push it aside, right? Um, and, and the same thing happens with call stories. There's amazing things that are happening all of the time that we could see as, ah, wow, and respond to it and respond to God's call to us. But we miss most of them. 
once in a while, maybe once in a lifetime, we hit a moment where we are open, and it breaks through. The vision, the dream, just the ordinary experience out there where all of a sudden you say, whoa, what just happened? You know? Um, so when you, when you see the role of science and technology in the very creation of God, then you begin to view all of these stories a little differently. And you begin to see that God does not need to work in some extraordinary sort of way and kind of pluck out and say, oh, I'm going to do something extraordinary with Ginny today that isn't part of the normal creation I set up uh, just because I want her to do these five things. No. Not that God can't work that way, but I think the vast majority of time we missed the boat. Within the infinite, amazing love of God, the infinite possibilities that have been put from the, the immensity of the universe to the depths of the ocean to the incredibleness of our brains to all of creation, these are not extraordinary. We're just not paying attention most of the time. We're not even open to realizing that God can speak to us in so many ways, so we miss it. We look here and we miss what's over here. Some of you have heard me tell the story about my Catholic seminary and how I spent eight years, college and graduate school, in this one seminary in Denver. And at the corner entrance of the seminary, there was a Protestant church across the street. Well, it's a Catholic. I was an expert. There's Catholics and there's Protestants. And I was even a liberal Catholic, and I really didn't want to not like Protestants. They were great. You know? But they were all mixed in the same bowl for me. I didn't even realize there were thousands of Protestant denominations. You know? And so I knew for all eight years that there was this Protestant church across the street from my Catholic seminary. And I knew it was named after the neighborhood in Denver that we were in called Bonnie Bray. It must have had Scottish roots. Um, and that's all I knew. And then 15 years after I met a seminary, I say to my dad one day, I'm going to go walk through the halls of the seminary and kind of have some memories. Now I'm in the UCC, in the United Church of Christ. I walk through those halls and I come out and I see that corner entrance and I say, Dad, i got to walk down there because I don't know. Do you know what denomination that church is? He's Catholic, so he just thought it was Protestant. He said, no, I just know it's Protestant. I walk down there and I look across the street and it says, Bonnie Bray United Church of Christ. I never heard of the United Church of Christ in my eight years in seminary. Never knew the denomination existed. I'd heard of Lutherans and Methodists and Episcopalians, but I'd never heard of the United Church. There it was for eight years for me to see every single day, sometimes multiple times in a day I pass it. And I never saw it. See, God doesn't need to call us to do extraordinary things. We just need to open up to what's already there in the processes of this creation. And there it was. But I wasn't ready to see it at that time. So what we celebrate on Science and Technology Sunday is the whole context of our lives. We, we, we hopefully on a day like this get real excited. Well, it gets hard sometimes to 
gets complicated. We get real excited to delve into science a little bit more and understand things more because the more we understand how things are and how things work, the more we not only understand ourselves, but we might have one of those aha moments where we say, oh, I just made a connection I never made before. Now I get it. And although many of us have a weird relationship with technology, and we feel awkward around it, and some of us push it away, and social media has definitely caused us to have strong, strong, strong reactions, maybe we'll see in those around us who have gifts in technology, maybe we'll see the goodness of their creation in God, in God's love, and how they've taken their gifts they've helped empower more things to happen within humanity. Sometimes faster, because technology helps to do more quantity than we could just do with our hands. Sometimes with more skill level that enhances our skills. Sometimes helping develop new kinds of skills that we didn't even know humanity had 500 years ago. So look for all the gifts that people have, whether it's a technology gift or another gift, that extends the goodness of the human person towards the goodness of all of us and empowers us to be more and to do more in our everyday lives and for the goodness of this world. So that's how I connect these two readings to Science and Technology Sunday. So you want to give me a grade? Did I? Thank you.